My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we talk about neither the web nor crawling. <laughs> um, I'm Ali Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Hi. Anyways, we're going to continue Cryptid Week, but first we have a really important uh, email, it seems like. Melissa, would you like to read it? Sure. This is from Ryan. The subject line is butthole question mark. Oh, who among us do not subject line that as our emails <laughs> says, just want to let you ladies know that I am enjoying the show and I'm damn near caught up with the back catalog after discovering web crawlers a few weeks ago. Jesus. Awesome. The daily shows are a terrific way to spend my morning drive to work. I am certain other essentials have seen me burst into laughter driving along and thinking I'm having a psychotic episode. Oh, well, that's good. Wow, well, thank you for being an essential worker. Yeah, Cryptid Week is a great time. I've been fascinated and terrified by the idea of Bigfoot my whole life. Check out the BFRO website and read citing reports for your home state and county and such. Oh. An hour will pass before you realize it. I find the phenomenon completely enthralling. But it is a big old rabbit hole in which to lose yourself. Thanks again for the great show. I have a tendency to run on and on, so I will let you get back to the mind-numbing solitude of our pandemic existence. Ryan. That's a cool... I just went to that site, and you can read people's little stories. Oh my god, it's the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. It's pretty awesome. 
I'm on it for California right now. 445 listings. The most recent report is from December 2019. Oh, sound recordings. There's a lot um, of reportings in Siskiyou, Shasta, Trinity, and Del Norte of California, which is like northern, northern, northern California near... I wonder if there's... Okay, Siskiyou, Siskiyou, California. I'm interested because that has the most. Oh, Humboldt has a lot. I think that there might be large um, Native American populations in those areas. Oh, really? Yeah, which would be interesting. Okay. Wow, so this is a really cool website. San Diego County. Whoops and knocks at a campground. Whoops, like whoop, 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 whoop. whoop. They're like juggalos. I wonder that scared my dog. I wonder if there's any um if there's any Bigfoots in Hawaii. How about in Bermuda? Uh-oh. This is only for the US. Oh. Screw this website. <laughs> what country is Bermuda part of? Girl. It's a British territory, right? It's a British overseas territory, yes, Melissa it is. Thank you. And it's approximately one thousand three hundred 1,035.26 kilometers. Mm. The plural of Bigfoot huh. is Bigfoots. It's not Big Feet? <laughs> no, it's Big... <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Bigfoots. Really? Like, I saw I, I saw two Bigfoots. Yeah, because you're not talking about their f- their feet. You're talking about the, the, the whole, the Bigfoot. Yeah, I guess that's true. It, it is a Bigfoot. I saw a Bigfoot. I saw two Bigfoots. But I saw I saw two Bigfoots, and boy, did they have big feet. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well done. Okay, so anyways, we'll get back to that. As you can tell, our episode today is about Bigfoot. Um, we're going to discuss Yeti and Bigfoot, the abominable snowman, and also Sasquatch. Are they different? Are they the same? What are they even? Let's get into it. Melissa, do you want to take for the Yeti? Sure. Take for Yeti. Take for Yeti. One, <laughs> take one for Yeti. So the Yeti is a mysterious bipedal creature. Bipedal. Which is also known as the abominable snowman. Yeah. Okay. So it's said to live in the mountains of Asia. It sometimes leaves tracks in the snow, but it's also said to mm. dwell below the Himalayan snow line. And despite tons of expeditions into the remote mountain regions of Russia, China, and Nepal, the existence of the Yeti remains unproven. I wonder if the Yeti or the abominable snowman is what killed the hikers in the Dyatlov Pass. What Was that one of our theories? I think it was. It, it has to. It has. Yes, the abominable snowman was definitely one of our theories. Yeah. So the Yeti is said to be muscular, covered with dark grayish or reddish brown hair, and weigh between 200 and 400 pounds. Mm. It is relatively short compared to North America's Bigfoot. So it's shorter than Bigfoot. It averages about six feet in height. Wow. The Yeti is a character in ancient legends and folklore of the Himalaya people. And in most of the tales, the Yeti is a figure of danger. Interesting. So when Westerners started traveling to the Himalayas, the myth of the Yeti became more popular. In 1921, a journalist named Henry Newman interviewed a group of British explorers who just returned from a Mount Everest expedition. They said they discovered some large footprints on the mountains. 
to which their guides had attributed to, quote, Mito Kangmi, which means man bear snowman. Wow. Mito Kangmi. Wasn't there an episode of South Park like man bear pig? Yeah, there was. It was when they were making fun of um, Al. Who's that president and the vice president? Al Gore. Al, uh, Al Gore. So Newman got the snowman part right, but mistranslated Mito as filthy. Hmm. So filthy snowman. I like that. <laughs> then he's, yeah, fil- you're a filthy snowman. snowman. So then he seemed to think abominable sounded even better and more menacing. So he used that name in the paper. Thus, a legend was born. The abominable snowman is what the Matterhorn at Disneyland is about, I think. That is, yes. Yeah, I love that ride. Yeah, it's fun. What's your favorite Disneyland ride, Melissa? Don't include Star Wars Land. That's too new. I actually really do like the Matterhorn. Because mm. there's a part where like you go up the track and then the big abominable snowman comes out and then the, you yeah, move down. Scary. like the, sh- the track shifts down and then you go backwards. It's so fun. Uh, Maria, what's your favorite? My favorite ride? I love Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, that is good. You know someone got beheaded on that ride. <gasps> I know. Really? <laughs> like recently? No. Oh, did we do an episode on Disneyland deaths? No, but we for sure should. Yeah, there have been like a ton of Disneyland deaths. I think I even wrote out like a mini episode that it's somewhere. Let's do an episode on Di- what just happened. What is that? We're going to freak out. Listen to this. What's 10 feet long and lives in the forest? They first did. Maria. <laughs> What's 10 feet long and lives in the forest? They first did. Okay. We're never, never going to get on new and noteworthy, guys. Our listens keep going up. I know. We don't need it anymore. As long as we keep talking about Bigfoot's dick, we're going to go straight straight to the top of the charts. All right. Um, so what are some notable sightings, Melissa? Back to Melissa with notable sightings of the Indomitable Snowman. <laughs> In 1986... Anthony Woodridge, a hiker in the Himalayas, saw what he thought was a Yeti standing in the snow near a ridge about 500 feet away. Wow. It didn't move or make noise, but Woodridge saw odd tracks in the snow that seemed to lead toward the figure. He took two pictures, which were later analyzed and proven to be genuine photos. Many people in the Bigfoot community use the photos as clear evidence of a Yeti, included including John Napier, an anthropologist. I thought that said John Mayer. <laughs> including John Mayer, an anthropologist. John Napier, he, an anthropologist who has served as the Smithsonian Institution's Director of Primate Biology. Wow. That sounds official. Yeah. So many considered it unlikely that Woodridge could have made a mistake because he was very experienced in hiking in that region. Mm. But the following year, the research researches. The researchers <laughs> returned to where Woodridge <laughs> had taken the photos and discovered that what he saw was not, in fact, a Yeti. It was a dark rock outcropping that looked vertical from his position. Ugh. It was all a mistake, much to the embarrassment of some Yeti believers. That is embarrassing. They should be embarrassed. Yeah, that's embarrassing. So maybe there is some proof. In 2007, TV show host Josh Gates of the travel channel's Expedition Unknown, claimed he found three mysterious footprints in snow near a stream in the Himalayas. 
Locals were skeptical. They assumed Josh saw bear tracks. Nothing more was learned about what made the print. And the track is now on display at Disney World near the entrance to the Matterhorn. Yeah, it's that big plaster print. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't even know we were going to. I promise you I have not read this doc. I did not. That just shows you how little I do on these episodes. Mostly. I had no idea we were going to be talking about Disney World. Surprise. Uh, Surprise. Uh, (laughs) Then there's also a finger. A finger in a monastery in Nepal was long claimed to be from a Yeti. It was examined by researchers at the Edinburgh Zoo in 2011. The finger generated controversy among Bigfoot and Yeti believers for decades. I mean, these believers have been duking it out for years now. Yeah. Until DNA analysis proved that the finger was human, perhaps from a monk's corpse. Corpse. Ah. In 2011, the Russian government organized a conference of Bigfoot experts in Western Siberia. Bigfoot researcher and biologist John Bindernagel claimed that he saw evidence that the Yeti not only exists, but also builds nests and shelters out of twisted tree branches. Doesn't the Pukwudgie do that too? Yes. Maybe the Pukwudgie is just a baby Bigfoot. (gasps) It's a tiny Bigfoot. That's so cute. It's like a puppy. The group made headlines around the world when they issued a statement that they had indisputable proof of the Yeti, and they were 95% sure it existed based on some gray hairs found in a clump of moss in a cave. But another scientist who participated in the exact same expedition concluded that the indisputable evidence was a hoax. Oh, no. Jeff Muldron. A professor of anatomy who endorses the evidence, the existence of Bigfoot, said that he suspected the twisted tree branches had been faked. Not only was there obvious evidence of tool-made cuts in the supposedly yeti-twisted branches, but also the trees were conveniently located just off a well-traveled trail and hardly in a remote area. Meldrum concluded that the whole Russian expedition was more of a publicity stunt than a serious scientific endeavor, likely designed to increase tourism in the impoverished coal mining region. Despite quasi-official claims of indisputable proof of the Yeti, nothing more has come of the story. Ali Siegel reporting out. That was nice. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So there's an article in Newsweek that is, uh, what is Bigfoot versus Sasquatch versus Yeti? Yeah. And it's basically, the names are where you say them in different territories. Yeah. You know, like a mountain lion and a puma and a cougar are all the same thing. I didn't know that until you just told me that. Is that true? Yeah, that is true. They're the same creature. It's just different territories where people uh, call them different things. That's crazy. Fun fact of the day. So the term Sasquatch has become the most universally respected name for the primate slash person hybrid. It's derived from the Halkamalem dialectal word sesquak, meaning wild man. The word was first used by the Coast Salish peoples who inhabited the Fraser Valley in the Pacific Northwest and parts of Vancouver Island, two regions that have had more recorded Sasquatch sightings than anywhere else. That's crazy. So perhaps the most common shorthand for Sasquatch is the term Bigfoot, which first came about in 1958. So Gerald Crew a Bluff Creek local in Del Norte County, California, was featured in the Humboldt Times for the cast he made of large footprints found near his bulldozer. And fellow Bluff Creek locals began referring to the mysterious maker of the tracks as, quote, Big Space Foot, hmm. Bigfoot, which Humboldt Times editor decided to stylize as Bigfoot, one word. Mm. So the term has earned considerable recognition since then, particularly in its use by the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, the BFRO, one of the most widely respected groups of Bigfooters. (laughs) So one third of the Bigfoot sightings are in the Pacific Northwest. Interesting. So Bigfoot has been regarded as the first widely popularized example of pseudoscience in American culture. Oh, wow. So much so that, according to an Associated Press 2014 poll, more Americans believe in Bigfoot than the Big Bang Theory. The TV show? I get it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see my eyes, but they're rolling. (laughs) What's a popular show? Guess what? You love Big Bang Theory. No, I love Young Sheldon, but I'm on (laughs) Bigfoot. I'm on Go Daddy. (laughs) I'm on Go Daddy. Um, Uh domain appraisals and bigfoothunter.com is worth $1,455. Whoa. I would think it'd be worth more. Yeah. Wow. Guess how much bigfoot.com is worth? Million. $10,000. More than $25,000. 
Oh, it doesn't even say because it's so expensive. It's so expensive. I wonder what other, I, I wonder, okay, let, let's see. Um, LochNessMonster.com. That's priceless. No, that's only $4,000. <laughs> no, guys, there's no way. I found way. this yeah. weird thing. What? Uh-oh. Oh, no. No, Maria. I really did. I really did. Let's hear it. Just play it. <laughs> it's on this Bigfoot website. Just it's this back and forth. I guess someone someone <laughs> took this video. Um, this is the audio from the video. Excuse me. <laughs> My car broke down in the forest and I'm looking for a ride to a gas station. How did your car break down? I ran over Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> <laughs> instead of listening to us podcast this is what maria does while we're talking (laughs) that's scary because that's she was just driving through the forest and her car broke down that's scary stuff that is scary to be a woman alone in the forest yeah (laughs) that's really dangerous have you seen True Beverly Hills? That's dangerous. Oh, yeah. Water moccasins. Yeah, that's scary. What other sightings have there been? So in 2007, the book, the bug, the bugfoots, <laughs> the bugfoots, the bugfoots, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization put out some photos, which they claim showed a juvenile Bigfoot. Like a baby? Like a pugwudgie. Hmm. The Pennsylvania Game Commission, however, said that the photos were of a bear with mange. I think it's always an animal with mange. It's always an animal with mange. (laughs) I think it's always an animal with mange. So then on Coast to Coast, Maria's favorite radio program. My favorite. In 2005, Tom Biscardi, who's a longtime Bigfoot enthusiast and CEO of Searching for Bigfoot, Inc., Mm. appeared on Coast to Coast AM and said that he was 98% sure that his group will be able to capture Bigfoot, which they had been tracking in the Happy Camp, California area. And then a month later, he announced on the same radio show that he had access to a captured Bigfoot and was arranging a pay-per-view event for people to see it. Yeah, right. So he went on Coast to Coast AM again a few days later to announce that there was no captive Bigfoot he blamed an unnamed woman for misleading him and said that the show's audience was gullible. I wonder what the unnamed woman, what her name was. Allie Jordan Siegel. <laughs> yeah. And then on July 9th, 2008, Rick Dyer and Matthew Witten posted a video on YouTube claiming that they had discovered the body of a dead Sasquatch in a forest in northern Georgia. And then Tom was contacted to investigate Tom Biscardi the guy who was on the radio show. So these two guys, Dyer and Witten, received $50,000 from Searching for Bigfoot, Inc. as a good faith gesture. Oh, my God, guys. The story was covered by BBC, CNN, ABC News, and Fox News. And soon after a press conference, the alleged Bigfoot body was delivered in a block of ice in a freezer with the Searching for Bigfoot team. And when the contents were thawed... Observers found that the hair was not real, the head was hollow, and the feet were made of rubber. Oh, my God. And Dyer and Witten admitted that it was a hoax after being confronted by Steve Coles, the executive director of SasquatchDetective.com. I wonder how much that is. I can tell you. Sasquatch (laughs) Detective. Detective (laughs) Detective.com. That guy's sitting on $1,058. Damn. Give him a call. Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay, so Rick Dyer again in 2014 said he killed a Bigfoot creature and had the body. According to Dyer, he lured the Bigfoot out using, quote unquote, pork ribs from Walmart (laughs) doused in a special barbecue sauce that he attached to trees. Delicious. He said he had it in a secret location and did DNA tests on it and was planning on taking it on a tour across North America. He released photos, but never the DNA results. A few months later, he revealed it was a hoax. Yeah, big whoop. Mm -hmm. And had someone build the body for him. He said he had made $500,000 from his tour. That's crazy. Let's look at Bigfoot on tour. (laughs) Yeah, like this guy in 2008 was like, oh, I have Bigfoot. And then it was a hoax. And then people believed him again a few years later and he made a bunch of money from it. Stop believing this guy. So we have some theories about Bigfoot. One of them is, so when we were at AlienCon, we attended a, a seminar on time traveling. And we thought it would be a guy telling us how to time travel. <laughs> but it was a man telling us the whole time not to time travel. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> it, he didn't talk. He didn't say time travel is possible. He didn't tell us time traveling stories the whole time. He was just like, if it's ever possible to time travel, you should not do it. Maybe he was a time traveler from the future telling us not to time travel. I mean, maybe, but he also like talked about his divorce and like how he was like (laughs) sole custody of his kid and like had to like get a job at Walmart. (laughs) Like it was really dark. The whole thing was dark. But at one point he said that maybe Bigfoot is a time traveler. And so that's interesting that maybe that's why there's no real like evidence of him. Like you can't really find like they always say, I mean, it sounds gross, but they never they always say like there's no like Bigfoot feces that's left behind or like Bigfoot hairs. You can't really sometimes there'll be footsteps, but then they'll disappear. So maybe Bigfoot is like an interdimensional time traveler that there's like this other dimension with all these weird cryptids in it. Full of all of their poop. Full of all their poop. And that sometimes those those um, cryptids like will travel interdimensionally like into our dimension for a second. And then so we'll see them for a moment and then they'll go back into their dimension. So that's one of the theories that we have. It explains a lot. We talked to Greg and Dana Newkirk for a second and they had two different ideas also. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Greg or Dana. I think it was Greg who said this. Or maybe it was Dana. I don't remember who said what. But um, that potentially Bigfoot is the ghost of a Neanderthal man. Oh, I like that theory. Yeah. So maybe like it's just kind of like the specter of like the the original man. Um, kind of like wandering through earth and like so sometimes you might like see a glimpse of him as just like the ghost of like mm, like neanderthal man kind of like walking through and that's why you don't see any remnants of him um just because why there's no bigfoot shit that's why there's no bigfoot shit or footprints or any you know fingers lying around uh, or dead bodies and then finally i think it was dana who had said this said bigfoot as a tulpa And a tulpa is a thought form. And John Tenney had kind of talked about this as well as like when places are like supposedly haunted, 
over time when like people keep visiting them and they're like, this place is haunted and this place is haunted and this place is haunted. So then when you visit the house, it feels haunted because like so many people have left the impression on it of like, right. of like hauntedness or like bad energy or like a haunted energy that maybe Bigfoot is like a thought form that like these legends are carried down. Or you'd also talked about like those monks. Remember that like, um, yeah, those monks had thought into presence like their own like workers. Yes. Um, this is from the John Tenney witchcraft episode. If you want to hear more yes. eloquently kind of what we're talking about or what I'm talking about. But like maybe there's like these these original like native legends of like Bigfoot or Yeti or Sasquatch. And then people tell them so many times that kind of like this thought form or like spirit or energy is like created. And people sometimes they think that they see it because it's like this story or narrative that's so present in their mind or through their history. So that could be another another idea. I like that. Do you have any other theories? I mean, I think I think it's a bear with mange who's on its hind legs. Yeah. Because it'll, it would be really skinny if it's like sick. Totally. Have you ever have you seen that video of a bear walking on its hind legs? It's like walking by this bus full of tourists. No, but that sounds gorgeous. It's it's hilarious and terrifying at the same time. It's really funny. That's he amazing. just looks like a person. He looks like a person. He's just walking by this bus. Oh my god! Do we have web crawlers pod or just webcrawlers.com? We have web crawlers pod.com oh guess how much web crawlers is way too expensive i think yeah it's worth four thousand dollars webcrawlers.com oh my god that's crazy okay sorry how much is web crawlers pod worth like five dollars oh just so everyone knows that's our new favorite pastime also is looking at domain (laughs) appraisals if you go to GoDaddy domain appraisals it just tells you how much domains are worth because i decided i want to get in the url real estate business the dot-com business. I want to be a dot-com entrepreneur. M- Maria, do you have any ideas of what you think Bigfoot Bigfoots are? I think someone saw something like a bear once, and then they didn't know what it was, and then now anytime anyone sees something out of the corner of their eye, they think it's Bigfoot. Yeah. In the forest. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm open to other possibilities, but I just nothing, nothing has really hit me to go like, oh, wow. Bigfoot's out there. And let's just leave him alone. Cause like even if he is out there, like just he's not doing anything to you. He's never killed anyone. As far as we know. Yeah, Bigfoot's never killed anyone. Yeah, but Yeah, but that's a good that's a good note to end on. Like, let's just let Bigfoot do his thing. Yeah. Yeah, let him live. Well, Melissa, if people want to reach us and talk about their perspectives on Bigfoot, what what uh where can they do so? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can send us some stuff on Twitter and Instagram or Facebook and Reddit. Amazing. Um, Well, thank you guys all for turning in. What? (laughs) Turning in. (laughs) Thank you guys. I just had a stroke. Oh, also, did you guys hear about, um, oh, you guys sent it, Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. Oh, my God. That video is crazy. He looks like he had a stroke. Yeah, they're saying he didn't, though. But, I mean, that was a really peculiar video. That was really weird. Anyways, what I meant to say is thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Bye. Bye. 
Channel. Powered by ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 